Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, boy, howdy. How you doing, everybody? Harry Alexander with you on uh, Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. Bunker de France is here. Howdy. Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Hello, Todd. Yep, I, I sure am, Bunker, Harry, my good friends. <laughs> and I'm they, so lucky to be with you both. Well, we appreciate yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> we appreciate your time. Uh, David Layton is here, uh, and he's lucky to be here. Freelance writer who just wanders in from time to time. So why? Wow. Did you drive him? Uh, no, I don't drive him. He he drove himself. Yeah, he hitchhiked his well on over, or, or hitchhiked himself. One yeah. of the two, okay. yeah. All right, so uh, we've got a pretty decent program set up for today. But before we talk about that, get to get to your cowboy news. Sir. We got the news of the West. It's Emil Franzi's news of the West. I need a, uh... Okay, well, last week we missed this, but uh, last Tuesday was Teddy Roosevelt's birthday, and there was two other birthdays last week. Uh, Roy Rogers and Joel McRae, both on Thursday. Two great men on a great day. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Now, uh, we got, we got, this is kind of a passing note here. Billy Joe Shaver, uh, one hell of a Western, I have more, more of country, but a, kind of a Western Italian country yeah. songwriter, yeah. passed away uh, Friday. Wow. I'm a Wednesday. Wow. How old was he? Uh, 60-something. Really? And he wrote songs for everybody. Yeah. Elvis, Waylon Jennings, Kenny Rogers. The guy I, was phenomenal. I remember when I was in country radio, uh, that I used to play a lot of his songs. Yeah. And really good. And also, uh, news this morning, um, Sir Sean Connery died. Yeah. Uh, the great Who? Connery. Sean Connery, the greatest James Bond ever. Hands down. And he oh. did make a Western. Can you name it? Shalako. 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 <laughs> no, Shalako. You can say it your way, I'll it's say it my way. way. No, <laughs> I'll say it the way the Zunis say it, and it's a Zuni word. What well, is it's a Zuni Shalako. word? But he had a terrible yeah, hat. Shalako. Well, anyway. Okay, Shalako. Well, yeah, that's true. His hat was pretty awful. <laughs> well, the, the fact is... But he, he, had, he had an attractive co-star. Uh, he surely did. Well, <laughs> yeah, he he made a western, but by 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 far the greatest James Bond ever. Yeah, oh yeah. There will never. I don't care who they th- who Hollywood throws up. They'll never equal Sean Connery. Bond, James Bond. Sure. Well, they're thinking Martini. about using a woman. Yeah, I know. Bizarre, huh? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, actually, it's a transgendered black woman. <laughs> Bunker? What? Was that uncorrect? Do you, want the station, do, you, do you want the station to be burned down? Oh, and I'll be... I'm more than willing. And I'll delve into a little bit of politics here. There, uh, we're Finally, it's going to be over on Tuesday. Um, I happened to see an advertisement on television for uh, Space Boy, Mark Kelly, uh, running for U.S. Senate in Arizona. And he's claiming how he has... Horseback! He has this rancher with him. Uh, who says he voted for McSally before, but now he can. Mm-hmm. He's got to vote for Kelly. And so they show the shots of him riding on horseback, and Kelly has no damn idea what the hell he is doing on that horse. 
He looks like he'd rather be anywhere else on earth than not only on the horse, but on the ranch. He wasn't even holding the damn reins correctly. Now, don't you think that somebody who put him on that horse, who probably, knowing he doesn't have any experience riding, would have instructed him on on the correct way to hold that horse? You you can't teach him. You can't teach him. Well, anyway, Space Boy is pathetic. Let me just dive in here. Please. Uh, the photo, the photo that I like more, is the photo of his wife Gabrielle Giffords uh, holding an AR-15 <laughs> at an NRA shoot 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. were big on. They were big so, on guns. They yeah. still are. So, Which I understand uh, her her position now. The yeah. left, the left is has the left has done everything they can to squash that photo oh now that we've got that out of our system we're going to well, do you know uh, i just want to say one okay. last thing a bullet in your brain can change your mind about a lot of things it certainly can and i don't i don't blame her or him but i don't think it should be political um, i think it i think the pair of them are hypocritical and uh, are not true to themselves and they are pandering to whatever they need to pander to <laughs> end of sentence that is it for the politics now, Up the people. <laughs> on to today's program. It is going yeah. to be about... I wonder if we have any listeners left. Well, yeah, we do. Okay. All right, we're going to be talking about cattle and roundups that eventually get into a stampede. Stampoo! At least that's what we're going to try and do. They broke, boys! <laughs> it is Movie Saturday. We are live at the White Stallion Ranch. Just north of Tucson, as we are every movie Saturday, which is the end of the, every month, and uh, I want Halloweener. Yeah, and I, I want to start out by saying I watched a movie last night that I thought was going to be a pretty damn good cattle drive movie, and? because of the title, and the title is Stampede. Ooh. Now you would expect to see Stampede, right? You would expect to see a lot of cattle stuff and so forth. It's uh, a 1949 movie, Rod Cameron, Gail Storm, Johnny Mac Brown, uh, I Stand for Jolly, uh, Charles King, a lot. Blake Edwards uh, did the screenplay and produced it. I mean, it's got some some stuff to hey, it. Well, and they shot it out at Iverson Ranch and uh, Telecomy and Monogram Ranch. You, yeah, you would think. But, but the only yeah. stampede action that happened was when uh, the bad guys go to get the good guys' uh, cattle and uh, they spook them and um, uh, drive them over a cliff. Yeah. That is the only stampede that you see. It was highly disappointing as far as well, cattle you know, movie that, goes. That, but see, but that's hey. so typical of the old B-Westerns. They'd have titles that had absolutely nothing to do with the movie. This is supposed to have been a pretty beast, a big-time production, even though it was filmed in black and white. It was yeah. Allied Artists. Well, Cameron was a, kind of a B-plus yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, Gail Storm, I think that was one of her first uh, movies. Yeah, uh, it was. And, uh, I mean, gee, the director, Leslie Sealander, directed bunches of hobbies. Yeah. So, you know, you figure there's got to oh, be yeah. some good stuff in there. And, and for the most part, there was, but I was looking for the cattle, and I didn't find a lot of cattle. I found... Nothing, really. Otherwise, it was a okay movie. Why do cattle stampede? Why do cattle stampede, Bunker? Well, it, it, this is a good question, uh, especially at night, lightning, striking a match, stepping off a horse, a horse shaking itself, a tumbleweed. Just doesn't take anything or much if they're in the mood. There's, there's like, uh, I've got some stuff here if, we, if I get around to it. 
that's kind of interesting that explains the whole idea when you move when you were moving cattle was you moved them slow and easy and you didn't want them to know they were going to the market that mm-hmm. they were just you know kind of all going together as a happy gang because <laughs> if you pushed them they would be restless you know, and they always tried to get them to a good feeding area with water and get them bedded for the night uh, but sometimes you get nights that are, don't aren't cooperative you uh, get weather that's not cooperative you've gone too long without water and they're restless and sometimes they're just restless because they're cows what do you think uh, Todd why do you think cattle stampede other than they called lunch at the, at the, at the wagon well, I mean, you know, I think that uh, <clears throat> it's funny that, you know, this is truly the stampede in real life is what gave, gave life to the singing cowboy because <clears throat> the, especially the Irish cowboys would sing lullabies, Irish lullabies to the cattle to keep them calm, to prevent them from stampeding, keep them happy. And eventually that, that, real thing became a legend or an urban myth into the singing cowboy um, and I guess that if like you said if they were in the mood to so you know it, maybe it's too hot it's too dry or the, the ground is too rocky and their feet hurt or whatever uh, there could be any number of things there's always coyotes and wolves that doesn't help uh, and your local rattlesnake um, any of those things, I think, could could create it. But it was the Irish cowboy that quelled more stampedes than anybody else. And you know, now, the funny- that doesn't include the stampedes for the bar yeah. uh, well, when the three of us are together. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah, that could be that could be dangerous. But you know, it's funny though when you think about it. There, you don't you have very few Italian cowboys, and I think that's because they tried to sing opera to the cows, and that, that caused stampedes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't mind hearing "O Solo Mio." Oh, but, uh, me cow. I do mind hearing it, you know, in a in a with a guy wearing a stetson. Yeah, Pagliacci. No bunker. He's on my shit list now. <laughs> oh, he. You're. Uh, uh, you should know that uh, Dan has placed you on a different list. You're on a list that's uh, very dark brown in color and uh, yeah, it's not that it. attractive to smell. We heard it. Uh, <laughs> so you're in trouble. Which, which list did Dan put um, me on? The uh, Shiza list. The who? <laughs> the Shiza list. Psycho list? No. I don't have a bicycle. Psycho? You don't have a... Well, <laughs> thank God you don't because you're drunk. So uh, that's only going to cause trouble. Uh, I, he just wanted to. He just wanted to share that with you. Well, you so know, I it, relayed the message on. Uh, you know, you can you can thank Dan for me because I, I consider any gift from Dan special because I consider him uh, above par. You can okay. Well, he heard that. He's listening to the well, show. I hope so. Speak. It was for his consumption. Um, what now? It was for his consumption. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, okay, well, there you go. That there you perfect. go, see? Everything has a good... Well, you know, I got an interesting little thought here. For, well, it's not a thought, but while I was doing some of my research and stuff, uh, I always get off in left field mm-hmm. because that's just the way I am. 
But I come across three paintings. Dan, Dan's probably familiar with them, but I'm going to mention them. They're all three stampede paintings. One was done by Gene Smith in 1895, and it's called, they're all called Stampede. Uh, the other one was W.R. Lay, 1915, and the one that is really awesome is a mural in the Odessa, Texas post office. And uh, if Dan has any comments about any of those three, I'd like to hear them. Okay, well, let's see what he comes up with. Okay. The William Robinson Lee one, I know. The right. William Robinson Lee one, he knows well. And yeah. that's a that's a great one because that's uh, the leaders uh, trying to turn the herd, and one of the horses is going down and taking a hell of a wreck, you know, real header. But if he has, if he's never what? checked out the Odessa uh, post office mural. Uh, it's, there's it's, there's a picture of it online, and it just it it is, you know, it's like it's like watching Charlie Russell or Remington or any of the great painters. It's just it's just awesome. Bunker, when you were in pictures, did you do uh, did you ride on a herd? Oh, on, that was something we used to do on Chaparral all the time. Okay, stampede them and then gather them up afterwards. Talk and, about it. Well, it was so. Well, one of the things is we always did them. Uh, most of the time, we did them out by Ironwood Park, which is out by Old Tucson, and there's a deep wash that runs through there. Now, when you got, because you know the Wranglers are down at the end of the shot, hopefully to, to stop them or turn them, and the rest of us, you know, we're whooping it up and shooting and you know urging them on, and. Unfortunately, you know, we always had a problem. We'd have, you know, we might have 20 guys out there horseback in the game stealing cows, but you might have four or five guys that were cowboys, another three or four that could ride, and then the rest of them would be all these guys that wanted to be cowboys and in the movies and shouldn't, shouldn't even be at the horse truck, let alone on a horse. And that's what we would do. We'd run them off, we'd run them, and then, and then the, the real guys, we would help the wranglers gather them up and drive them back for the next shot, which would also help the, the, the production company because it was less time down between shots getting the cattle back. Now, a side note, which I thought, I thought was, this is kind of neat, this is a little history about Chaparral that most people, not even the fans know, but after, occasionally you'd lose one or two cows that would get, get away. That's, that's their nature. Well, there was an old old cowboy here in town, two of them, uh, John Bailey and Benny Ward, or uh, Francis Nagy, generally. But they would go out the next day. Uh, they'd take their trucks with the horse horse rack on there, and they'd load both horses in John's horse trailer. Uh, they'd have a cattle you know, stock trailer behind uh, uh, the other guys, and they'd go out and never lost a cow. They'd, they'd trail them from where they shot, you know, wherever long it took. And sometimes they'd find them bunched up with somebody else's cows out there. But I always thought that's part of the, that's part of the history of Chaparral that, you know, most people never aware of or never even think about it. Yeah, I, well, I wish Joe was, Joe Dreyfus was still with us because he's, he's done cattle and he's gathered cattle. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I'm assuming you have gathered mm, cattle yeah. as well. 
and so you know to get those kinds of experiences to hear that uh, I, I think that's really interesting there's the We've also stampeded horses. Now, that's a whole different story. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Well, for one thing, they'll go, They'll climb a bank. You, cause we we did a couple of things. Oh, in, in uh, what was it? I can't think of the episode, but we were down, down south by three points. And the banks there are about 10, 12 feet high. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll see it once in a while, and you'll you recognize it real easy. But... With the cows, they just you know they're they're follow the leader. Yeah, and the horses are to a point, except when they get a little excited, then they think the mountain lion's going to jump on their back, and the first spot they see, they'll try and climb out. Hmm. And it wouldn't be unusual at all to see a horse fall over backwards. I imagine to get out. Imagine horse stampede is a lot faster, a lot faster and more severe, or potentially more severe than a cattle stampede, and a lot harder to stop. Hmm. But again, you know, we do the same thing. We'd have wranglers. Down, down out of the so shot. bunker. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you because we don't have Joe, but also because you have been a working cowboy in your life and dealt with horses and cows on movie sets extensively. Is it true that a horse will not step on a man, but a cow will, or vice versa? They'll both step on you. <laughs> Uh, you know that that's okay. one of the, a horse I will just try to clarify that because we've yeah. seen that in so many films where the guys say you know like in in uh, El Dorado uh, they say to James Conn Mississippi what did you jump in front of that horse for on the ground he said because a uh, horse won't step on a man and I was like the first time I saw that I said to myself well, I don't know about you but I've seen a horse step on a man and then turn back around and step on him again. Well, that, that's, so, the, that's you ever watched a rodeo? Well, that's the thing yeah. too. Is like a horse will try to avoid you because he he doesn't like bad footing and, and people are mushy, but they'll step on you or if they're if you know if they're scared enough, you know they, they'll run over their mother. It's it's just it's they're a prey animal and they and they freak. And once they're free, you know, it, it's the old, it's the old, what the old axiom in the movies. They won't step on you, then they'll turn around and have a, have a killer horse that'll stomp you to death. The life you save may take your own. Mm-hmm. And with that, we have to move on to our first commercial break here. Mm-hmm. You like that? <laughs> We're to, it's Movie Saturday at the White Stallion Ranch on Abel Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, David Layton is here. And uh, we'll be back with much more right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda, 
That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, David Layton's with us. That some, sounds like sneaking up rustler music. That's some uh, uh, some good cattle drive music. And that title of that is called Arizona Trail. Arizona Trail. There you go. Uh, we are talking, it's Movie Saturday at the White Stallion, and we are at the uh, White Stallion Ranch live uh, out here. And um, if uh, those of you listening uh, through our a Mixler app on the uh, Voices of the West.net website. You've got something you want to ask, you can chat away. Just type in the question and I'll do my best to figure out how to make it work and uh, answer <laughs> answer for you. So, uh, there, that's, that's, that's what's going on. Today we're talking about cattle drives and according to the American Cowboy website, the top five cattle drive movies are... Yeah. Lonesome Dove. Yep. The Cowboys. Yep. Red River. Yep. Culpepper Cattle Company. Yep. And City Slickers. Yep. Yeah, I agree with those. I I actually worked a stampede on City Slickers. Did you really? Yeah, I was out visiting the set trying to get a job, and uh, Jack Lilly was, I think he was the uh, stunt coordinator, but they wanted a shot there where they wanted a calf to come running off camera. And while well, the cattle were going by, so I, Jack said, can you give me a hand? I said, sure, what do you want? So I had to hold the calf down for about 20 minutes while they set up the shot and got to, did the shot. And thank God he didn't have to do it again because that's a good way to get 
get kicked in the you know the calf, southern, the calf southern, was not, the southern split. Yeah, you the know. Ca- a calf was not cooperating, was it? <laughs> well, they, 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 he wasn't too happy about it. Well, you know, you know your recording of Moo. Yes. Well, I was looking. I looked up the Moo recording, and I got a, a, I watched the particular cow do the Moo, and that cow did a beautiful Moo. Uh huh. But it was a Scottish cow. It was an Aberdeen. <laughs> Had the long bangs, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, oh, Harry, do we do we tell the truth and <laughs> expose this? A moo is a moo. A so. moo is a moo. As long as it didn't have an accent, I think uh, it's okay. Moo. 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 One of my favorite cattle drive movies, and I know that there are stampedes in it, uh, it's called Cattle Drive from 1951. Joel McRae and Dean Stockwell, Chill Wills. I love Wills. that movie. Dean Stockwell, his character is a, uh, a little rich guy, a little rich boy. Stuck son of a, cattle, a railroad son, tycoon. Son of the railroad tycoon. Uh, decides well, he's going to... Go ahead, Todd. It's a remake of uh, Spencer Tracy's Captain Courageous. Yes. Yes, yes, it, yes, is. it is. With Dean Stockwell. Yes. But it's better. Yeah. Uh, and well, ca- well and, I mean, it's if you Tracy. love cowboys, it's yeah. better. It's yeah. gotta you love be, yeah. Sailors, it's, that one's better. But the basic story is but that. But it's a great film. Great film. Yeah, the basic story is the, the rich kid uh, decides to get off of the train for a little repast, as it were, and he misses the train and uh, wanders into the cattle camp, and McCray takes him on and uh, eventually so teaches him life. Yeah, Chill Wills makes a great camp cook. Yep. You know, it's just uh, what is it? It's, um, I can't think of his name. Oh, Henry Brand. Henry Brandon. He's like he's like, and you know he's going to be mm-hmm. dastardly and nastily, and he just ends up playing a really good true cowboy. He did a great cowboy in it. There's another movie. Bob Steele was in it. Yeah, another movie, uh, cattle drive movie, uh, with Glenn Ford, and the the title escapes me at the moment. Cowboy? Uh, cattle Empire. Cowboy. Is it Cowboy or Cattle Empire? Cattle, cattle Empire is Joel McRae yeah, again. Dan Haggerty. Okay. Cow- Cowboys with Jack Lemmon and, that, and yeah. Dennis Weaver. That was good. That was all based off of the diary of Andy Adams. And that's one of the that's one of the foundation books for if you want to read about cowboys and what cattle drives and stuff was like. But I uh I got what we got here. You know, you mentioned Culpeper Cattle Company. That's that's an exceptional movie because it's it it came along at the time when the gritty westerns were were starting to come out. You know, and it had pretty much an unknown cast. About three or four of the guys in there, though, were actually stuntmen. You know, Walter Scott, uh, Jerry Gatlin. But it had Gary Grimes was the lead. Uh, Billy Greenbush, he was the he was the trail boss of their oh, actually the owner of the ranch, and it just, it just uh, a good movie. Cattle, the older, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say cattle drive movies. Uh, in terms of the elements of a western, uh, they come in on number three plot, which is the Empire story used a lot in Cattlemen versus Homesteaders, or the number six, the ranch story which usually has to do with property rights or cowboys versus rustlers. And these seven elements of a Western come from Western writer Frank Gruber. So if you want to argue about it, go for it. <laughs> well, there were guys writing. Well, and Gruber was a great writer, but there were guys writing Westerns I long before. I, I know, I know, I know. But yeah. Television. There, you know, it's funny. We, we've <laughs> talked about... Um, 
uh, you know, the Cowboys and Red River and, um, you know, uh, some of the other city slickers. Um, but, you know, there's a few that we haven't mentioned, and I think most people, including myself, don't think of them. Uh, Dan gets credit for two, that being John Wayne's The Alamo. Yeah, that's one of them. I've got that in my hand. Hmm. Yeah. And the other one is The Tall Man. Yes. And yes. A great stampede. Yes. Well, uh, um, you know the. I, I don't know if it, if which came first, the chicken or the egg, but on this one, I'll say they both came first. In in the respect that, there's also a good one in the Cowboys with John Wayne, that we did mention. But, mm-hmm. uh, just as should I say, honorable mention, is the tremendous bronze that sits in front of the old Great Western Bank building. I've mentioned this to you guys in the past. Mm. It's on the corner of La Cienega and Wilshire Boulevard in the it, it, on the border of Beverly Hills and Los Angeles on the eastern border. And there is a huge base. Uh, the thing's probably, I don't know, 40 feet tall. On the, on the top of it is John Wayne riding a horse. And on one side of the oval base is a cattle stampede. And on the other side of the oval base is the unfortunate cowboy who was trampled and they're burying. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a most, it's a magnificent piece of art. And if it came in a 12 inch high uh, version, I'd own it. Uh, it's that beautiful. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful, and it still sits there. It's now that bank that bank building is now the Larry Flint building. Mm. So yeah. you talk about uh, things being uh, mislabeled or misnomered. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah. How that happened, I don't know. Todd, you got a favorite? Uh, another one that we we never talk about. I never think of is um, is uh, the Big Country. Yeah, which has a good one as well. Um, but all, all these do, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, any of the guys that worked on them deserve a medal, because I remember in my dad's film, Monty Walsh, I was there, and my was dad I? was scared to death, and he put me on top of a 20-foot, 5-foot high boom camera uh, crane and when the horse stampede was down in the ravine there. Yeah, and uh, Monty has to go save Shorty. My dad was scared to death, and he put me up there, uh, 25, 30 feet in the air. Which I'd have fallen out of that thing, I'd have died as well. <laughs> but um, you know, he was convinced that he had to find somewhere uh, safe for me because he knew the way I was. It's to protect the set from you. Trying to get a different, <laughs> yeah, trying, yeah, exactly, trying to get a, a, a better. Uh, a better uh, angle of the view of things, and uh, that one also. But I'll uh, interesting point that you you had mentioned before about uh, Culpeper Cattle Company is Bully Greenbush and uh, Matt Clark are in both films. Right. Right. Well, you know, you uh, Dan so, mentioned the tall men in Alamo, and I want to just a couple of comments on the tall men. They had 3,000 head of cattle and around 300 horses. And the neat thing about the Alamo is, you know, most of the times, you know, in the movies you're talking about a stampede where it's nature. Uh, In the Alamo, it's men stampeding to 
we threw the camp of the Mexicans, hmm. and that's one. You know, that's the other the other type of stampede, mm-hmm. which is the man-made, the rustler or whatever. You got Todd. You got a favorite uh, uh, cattle movie, stampede movie? Well, uh, yeah. Hold on, Dan's going to throw something out. Oh, Alvarez right. Kelly. Alvarez Kelly with yes. Richard Whitmark oh, is yeah. another one. Yeah, Dan yes. just brought up. Very good film with a great stampede. You know, um, I I know this sounds corny, and I apologize for that, but I'll say that every time there's a stampede in a film, uh, and it's a re, it's a recycle of what I just said. I, I just I I'm in awe because it's the only thing you can't CGI. You know, it's mm-hmm. got to be real. Yeah. You you know you can't you can't put dogs in cow suits. <laughs> Uh, and you and you know you can't put men in cow suits and well, have well, them you run can. down a ravine. <laughs> Top um, secret. You know, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're there, uh, if you're in the middle of it and you're stuck, you're going to have a serious problem. Yeah. Uh, which always leads me to this story of the uh, Cecil B. DeMille film, where they're going to have this huge amount of horses and uh, running wild and. Uh, he said, you know, we only get one shot at this this uh, shot. Uh, we only got one chance here, and we're going to get it right. So we're <laughs> going to set up three going. cameras. So he puts one camera in the dirt that the horses are going to run over. And he puts another camera uh, on, a, on a boom, so he gets kind of a mid-aerial shot. And then he's got another camera at the top of the ridge looking down. And he thinks to himself, you know what? This is just perfect. I won't miss this shot. So they do the shot. All the horses have run through the canyon. He finally, he goes out and he says to his cameraman, oh, he goes to the camera in the dirt. He says, tell me what, what do you got? He goes, boss, I got nothing. The camera was shattered. The film's exposed. We got nothing. He goes, okay, it's all right. I still got two, cha- two, two more to go. So he goes over to the guys in the, uh, in the truck that are on the mid-boom shot, and he says, what do you got? He goes, boss, I hate to tell you this, but we lost all our power. We got nothing, nothing. And so he goes, okay, I know that I can count on Charlie up at the top of the ridge. And yell, he gets his megaphone, and he says, Charlie, what do you got? And he hears back, anytime you're ready, chief, anytime you're ready. Ready whenever you are, CB. Ready whenever you are. <laughs> Well, you know, I've got, I've got, I think this is my favorite stampede, and it's one of the greatest ones of all time. All right. Arizona, the, the when the Indians oh, attacked. Oh, Gene mm-hmm. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what, but yeah. this is an interesting thing. One of the cowboys working on it, the horse went down, and an actor, of all people, actually uh, straddled him with his horse, got cows turned around him, William Holden. Saved the cowboy's life. Wow! But Cal- Holden was around cows and stuff, so he was—you know—he yeah. wasn't like a, a dummy to what he was doing. Did you have something you want to throw in there, David? No, it's just I, I love that film. So I have been trying to watch Arizona. It is not available on Amazon apparently uh, for streaming. I found it with one of my other cord-cutting stream services, and it's they somebody jacked it and put in some real estate crap. So. <laughs> 
haven't been well, able to watch it. It plays on the over air. If I, if I know it's on, I'll call you oh, and let uh, you know. Well, not at two in the morning, please. Oh, I want to mention another one, too, because this is Go ahead, and real then we've got to do a break. Vengeance Valley with Burton Lancaster, Jerome Drew, uh, Rival Brothers. It's one of Lancaster's very first westerns, and it is a true western, and it's got very cowboy. Yeah, very good western, very good cattle movie. Movie Saturday at the White Stallion Ranch. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, David Layton is here with us. Dan Galeasso is in Los Angeles with Todd. We'll be back with much more on this edition, uh, where we're talking cattle uh, movies, uh, stampedes, and such, right after these very, very important messages. Just stay tuned. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. With the fall and the coming of cooler weather, Tucson Trap and Skeet now institutes our fall hours. Office hours are Wednesday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and automated fields are open daily from 7 a.m. until dusk. So come out and shoot from one of our 50 trap fields, 13 skeet fields, or five international bunkers. Visit TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com for all of our upcoming events or call 883-6426. Hi, everyone. This is Susan McRae. Welcome to Chaparral Roundup. I Chaparral debuted back in 67 and lasted until 71. March 12th through the 14th in Tucson, Arizona, I'll be hosting Chaparral Roundup, a get-together with fans, friends, and special guests featuring confessions of an acting cowboy, highlights of the life and career of Don Collier, who was Sam Butler on the show, lunch at the White Stallion Ranch, the location where we shot several episodes of the High Chaparral, with music, a Western show, a question and answer panel with special guests, the great Western band, Fort Worth West, and so much more. The registration form with all information is on the website, chaparralroundup.com, or on the Facebook page, Chaparral Roundup, March 12th through the 14th, 2021, in Tucson, Arizona. Great fun with great people. Chaparral Roundup. You don't want to miss it. 
My name is Rudy Ramos. I played Wind in season four of The High Chaparral, and I thank you for listening to Voices of the West. This is the Voices of the West. back on Emil Francis, the Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, David Leighton in uh, the house with us, Dan Galeasso is with um, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, and uh, boy, it's just a high chaparral kind of day here, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, and, and it, I, I, I'm glad that we uh, did Susan's spot there, because Don Collier's going to be there, I'm going to be there, yep. Neil Sermon's going to be yep. there, Rudy's probably going to be yep. there. Uh, our, and they're going to be out here at the White Stallion. That's, That's right. one of the, one of the days. Out and I here. think Stan Ivers going to be there. Also. Stan Ivers going to be here. Yeah, it's uh, you know, of course we lo- we've lost a lot. Uh, uh, I don't know whether Harry, uh, Henry Darrow will make it. He's he's been under the weather. Hopefully, because he always rallies. That's yeah. the one thing yeah. he, he always rallies. Yeah. Well, our topic for Movie Saturday is cattle movies, cattle drives. Uh, let's talk about horse movies. Well, no, before we do that, oh, let's okay. do a cattle movie that was not made in the United States. Well, now. It was Australia. Well, now. It was made in Australia, and it was called Australia. Well, then. Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. and it's it's a classic. You know, it, it, yeah, I wish they would play it here because it's... You know, it's there's not that much difference between Australian cowboys and uh, American cowboys. There's just the accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a Barbie. <laughs> Throw another beef on the Barbie, all right? Shrimp on the Barbie as well, you know? <laughs> Diversify. Oh, well, it's Mickey Rooney at an at Australian barbecue. Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. All right. Uh, horse movies. Huh? Horse movies. Horse movies. God, I didn't really pay that much attention. Well, you were uh, you did not do your homework. Well, no, you, my homework was cow movies. <laughs> well, I thought we decided you, livestock, you, you, but Sabatucci. Well, Sabatucci. Horse movies would be Lonesome Dove and yes. Monty Walsh. Yeah, Monty really, Walsh. Those definitely. stampedes are both horse yep. horse stampedes. Definitely. Yep. I'm, well, I'm trying to um, think. You know, all you know, all of the Roy Roger movies with Trigger, because Trigger was a star in his own right. Yeah. And champion. But, yeah. Oh, well, there was a, another but, Joel McRae movie that I'm thinking, trying to think of. Uh, Black Black Horse Canyon, I think it is. Yeah, Black yeah. Horse Canyon. Yeah, yeah it's that, a good. One. That was good. Uh, well, here's one. Anything he, Joel McRae, I'm going to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always enjoy. Well, this is a good one for horses phenomenal. and for cattle stampede. It's Silverado. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got a great stampede in it. David, Absolutely. you got a favorite movie? Favorite stampede Broken movie? Trail. Do you watch? Do you well, watch? Dan just threw in Broken Trail. There they are. There you go. You know, not not one that I can think of with a horse stampede in it. Okay. Got I mean, Arizona is definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Ed? Mr. Ed. <laughs> well, go on, Wilbur. I never oh. saw Mr. Ed stampede. Oh, Wilbur, you're, <laughs> it's feed time. Get out of my way. I'm stampeding. Ooh. He just sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hey, you know, I've got something here. Oh, oh he's uh, pulling out There's of another here. one. There's more than one made outside the United States in Australia. Do tell us. Oh, yeah. It's better. I think it's better oh, than Australia. I've got it here. Yeah, let me go ahead. The Man from Snowy River. Okay, now that, that's one of the great horse movies of all time. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, there's uh, another Australian one called the Overlanders, and that's about uh, taking a cattle drive across about half of uh, Australia, and the bad guys are the Japs trying to trying to stop them and bomb them and do whatever uh, little nipples well, do. Our, our our dearly dearly not dearly depart well dearly departed friend George Cosmatos who made Tombstone one of his favorite westerns of all time was the Sundowners with Robin oh yeah great sheep. and Peter Ustinov and his other favorite western was Via Rides with hey. Robert Mitchum and uh, uh, Yul Brenner and Charles Bronson and his third favorite western was and we've talked about this on the show before. Track of the Cat. Oh, that's one of my but favorite. That's we're getting off the subject, but just, you know, it's interesting where your taste leads you. What about The Undefeated? Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good uh, as horse. As far as a horse yeah. movie. They had a million horses down there on that. <laughs> uh, my they, God, there were a lot of horses. Yeah, the uh, uh, synopsis. 5,000. Uh, uh, following the Civil Supposedly. War, ex-Confederate soldiers heading for a new life in Mexico run into ex-Union cavalrymen selling horses to the Mexican government, but they must join forces to fight off Mexican bandits and revolutionaries. John Wayne, uh, Rock Hudson, Antonio Aguilar, and Roman Gabriel. Yeah, and it, you, Hal Needham was the stunt coordinator, and uh, he brought down a wagon load of stunt horses for that, and he also coordinated the Stampede, which was a supposedly 5,000 head. I don't, I don't know. If I, I, that's, I think, more PR than... I, I watched that movie solely because of Roman Gabriel. Yeah. I was a huge. He was good in that. I was a huge Los Angeles Rams fan. Yeah, and he was, yes, as far so as I'm concerned, I. the greatest quarterback the Rams ever had. He could have been another Johnny Mac Brown, but he, been. He, he didn't. He didn't want to do the no. movies. No. I've got something here I want to read to you. This is uh, a uh, diary entry from an, a night stampede on the Chisholm Trail. He says, "Here's what one trail box." wrote in his diary about an actual stampede on the Chisholm that involved a number of cattle drives. June 1st, stampede last night among six droves, six herds, a general mix-up and loss of beeves, hunt cattle again, men all tired and want to leave, spent the day separating beeves and hunting, two men and a bunch of beeves lost, many men in trouble, horses all gave out and men refused to do anything. June 2, hard rain and windstorm. Beeves ran and had to be on horseback all night. Awful night. Wet all night. Clear, bright morning. Men still lost. Quit the beeves to go hunting men in the war is the word. 4 p.m., found our men with Indian and 195 bees 14 miles from camp. Almost starved, not having had a bite to eat for 60 hours. Got all to the camp around 12 p.m. Tired. June 3, see June 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the June 3 entry, see June 1. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is... Uh, Repetition at its best. That, that is that is not a fun life, yet it is romanticized so so much uh, in, in, the, in the movies. Well, you just imagine, that's got to be, of all of the cowboy jobs, that's got to be one of the most taxing, most tiring... Mm-hmm most frustrating, uh, most dangerous, and you know, and most of them never did it, but a lot of them would do a second and third drive even. Wow. One cattle drive that could have been made into a movie 
was uh, yes. right here from Arizona, yes. uh, the Empire Ranch. Walter Vale uh, drove cattle from the ranch to Teme- Temecula, wasn't it? Temecula, Cal- Temecula yeah. California. And uh, it was because of the uh, uh, feud they were having with the uh, railroad. The railroad wanted to charge exorbitant amounts. like they always tried yeah, to do. Exorbitant amounts of money for the beeves. And uh, Vale said, I don't think so. And they got a bunch of cowboys together and did a drive. And he, and it was 1893? Something like that. Two, and he, three, it was you know, towards, right there towards the turn of the century. And what was interesting was the he got all of the cattlemen in southern Arizona, and he at one time was the president of the Arizona Cattlemen's Association. But he got from there, and he said, I'm going to prove that we can do this. Because this wasn't the first time it had been done. No. But it had been, it had been years. And yeah, because everybody was taking the train. Yeah, because the train should do. Mm-hmm. And the cattlemen said, we're behind you. And as soon as they, they did it, the railroads were, were negotiating like crazy mm-hmm. because all the other cattlemen said, we're doing it. Exactly. All right, uh, we're going to take our final break here. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, Dan Galeasso, Jan David Layton. It's a star-studded hosting cast here. (laughs) We'll be back with much more right after these very, very important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net.
are back on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, Dan Galeasso, and David Layton. It is Movie Saturday. We're at the White Stallion Ranch. And it is uh, Halloween, too, by golly. And I've got a... Well, I'll just put it this way. The following ghost story was based on an incident in which a lone nester homesteader was lynched by trail herders for deliberately causing a stampede in which two of their comrades were killed. Now, this is the story. Grazing is nearly always good on the 200-acre top of Stampede Mesa in Crosby, Texas. But trail drivers seldom venture to bed their herds down for the night there. In the fall of 1889, a cowman named Sawyer was coming through with a trail herd of 1,500 cattle uh, stairs six miles east of the mesa, about 40-odd head of nester cows came bawling into his herd, followed by the nester who demanded that his cattle be cut out of the herd. He had come far and his steers were thin and he did not want them ginned about anymore. Accordingly, he told the nester to go to hell. The nester said that if he did not drop his own cows out of the herd before dark, he would stampede the whole bunch. Sawyer laughed, drew out his six-shooter, and squinting down at the nester, told him to vamoose. Midnight came, and the herd settled down. Then, true to his threat, the nester sneaked up and waved his blanket a few times and shot his gun. He did his work well. All of the herd, except for about 300 head, stampeded it over the bluff on the south side of the basin, and two of the night herders caught in front of the frantic cattle that they were trying to circle went over with them. Sawyer said little, but at sunup, he gave orders to bring in the nearest Denester alive, horse and all. The orders were carried out, and when the men rode up on the mesa, with their prisoner, Sawyer was waiting. He tied the nester on his horse with a rawhide lariat, blindfolded the horse, and backed him off the cliff. Then Sawyer and his men buried their com- comrades, left the nester to rot with the piles of dead steers in the canyon. To this day, old cowpunchers will tell you they have seen his murdered ghost astride a blindfolded horse sweeping over the headland behind a stampeding herd of phantom steers, and some even say and have heard that there have been on that mesa since then, no herd has been held on that mesa since then that hasn't stampeded. Well, interesting. That's a great story. Great story. That's a very good story. For Halloween. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Um, And it reminds me to... um, Never allow, but to be wary of you when you say, let's go riding, and you've got three or four bandanas in your pocket. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. buying in for any of Come on, Todd, let's go get a burrito. Yeah. Um, the ghost of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, I got the ghost of Jack Daniels right here. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, actually, you he's go. not a ghost. He's, well, you know, he's we, appeared. There, now, this is funny. If you look up cattle stampede on the computer. Yeah. You know what you get? Uh, no. What? You get Buster Crabby. When? Why not? Yeah, uh, it, it's a movie he did back in 1943 with Fuzzy and uh, Bud Buster and all the whole bunch and uh, shot at Corrigan Now, this is an interesting thing. He said the two men battle rustlers 
that stampede the cows and then come back and buy what's left of the herd at a discounted price. <laughs> well, you ain't got that many cows, and they're kind of poorly. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you fifteen cents a pound on them. So I've got two. I've got two to add. The stampede uh, that doesn't fit into our genre because it wasn't of cattle. It was of buffalo in Dances with Wolves. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. How the uh, West was one. You know, um, and that one was amazing. And then, there, of course, there was the, the buffaloes in How the West Was One. And then there is the stampede we never saw. Uh, but we saw its aftermath in My Darling Clementine. I didn't see that. And, fi- and they find James dead in the rain. And uh, uh, he's dead, and uh, the cattle are all gone, and the fire is out, but it's smoking. Well, you know why you didn't see it? Because it never happened historically. <laughs> Bunker. What? It's entertainment. Bunker. <laughs> it's called a movie. Oh! You, and we're doing a show about Western movies. Movies. And stampedes. You talking about flickers? And, flickers. And, and let's flickers. not try, let, let's not forget trying. Let's not be like Emil, who... <laughs> That was that was that was I was channeling the ghost of Emil for this show. Yeah, I brought up uh, my darling Clementine. He said, "Well, Todd, you're the only one on the show who hates this film. (laughs) You're the only one on the show who likes this film. We all hate it, and we don't like it. I like it. But you know what? Please be my guest and try to explain to us why you why why it's a good film." That's what we're going to do next week. So I, I I went through my litany of reasons I like the film. And I explained it, and I went long, and then I said, the last thing I said, which, of course, this is completely plain unfair, but then again, it's me, so yeah, why right. would I play fair? <laughs> yes. um, I said, and the last reason is, Emil, uh, my father, that's his favorite Western. Yeah. And Emil, at the end of that, said, well, this has really been a good show, and we hope you enjoyed it. You all take care now, and we'll see you next week. Oh, Todd, this has been a really great show, and uh, you know, you, I, I, like you mentioned, you mentioned, I think the, the, or maybe it was Dan, probably it was Dan, but you mentioned the greatest sheep stampede movie of all time, which was, which was uh, the Sundowners. That's the greatest sheep stampede ever. That was bad, bad. Yeah. Sheep. yeah. Hey, yeah, comes the horseman right. had a great had a great sta- uh, stampoo in it. <laughs> stampoo. Well, you would think there would have been a great stampede for sheep in the Sheepmen with with uh, with Glenn Ford. One would think, um, but and there wasn't. But but there was a cute U in there. But sheep don't stampede, do they? Yeah, do they? They'll, no, they scatter really really fast and they're hard to gather I mean, they, I they go in every direction when they break it's like cats yeah <laughs> well i've got that's a, why you have dogs to herd them exactly i've got a book i want to recommend to you guys uh especially to dan if he's not familiar with it uh cowboy life on the sidetrack written in 1903 by frank benton and it came, it contains a whale of a good description of a stampede. Maybe one of the best I've ever read. Fellas, we're out of time. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Thank you. David, and thank you, Bunker, for being all of us, uh, being here with us. Uh, good show, good show, gentlemen. Yes, it was. Good uh, show. Abel well, Francis' Voices of the West back next time with 
Western Writers of America author Johnny Boggs. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty. <laughs> so long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. 